Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to give y'all a second to breathe. Give y'all a second to regain your composure. Not that you lost it, but you probably got some new composure. Didn't you? <laughs> I love the prophetic. I'm, I get jealous of it because I don't see stuff they see. He's like, <laughs> I want to see stuff. Like some of the dreams that Shami be seeing to me, sending me. Like, man, can I loan me a dream? Like, I don't get dreams like that. This brother dreams, what, you running on fruit? Running down the highway on fruit? I'm like, what the world is going on? <laughs> Passing up trucks on the highway, running on fruit. What type of? But I love the gifts of the Spirit. That's why I just sit back. Y'all ready for the work? All right, let's eat. So we're going to continue along the lines of our um, series on sonship. Uh, I was talking to my father yesterday. He's a pastor over in a church in um, Forest Park. And he called me and said uh, he had been listening to the sonship series. And he said that every ministry needs to incorporate this in their ministry. Every ministry needs to. Now, for my dad to say that, you don't know my dad, okay? One time, I'm going to have to edit this. We have these cook-offs with chicken wings. Like, me and him, he, my, my chicken be killing them all day. He can't take it. He can't deal with it. My wife knows. So, he came over to the house one day. I said, you got to check, check these wings out. Man, when I eat them, I already had the best mine. You're not going to even taste one? Nope, I've already had the greatest chicken wings in the world, mine. <laughs> so for him to call me and tell me, <laughs> I really like that teaching, every place need to do it. So <laughs> it was big for me. It was a moment. So we're going to continue along the lines of sonship. And like I told you, the foundation of the church is sonship. Okay? The foundation of, of the... Um, of the entire Christian doctrine is fatherhood, all right? If you get away from fatherhood, you will go wrong, all right? Even if you just teach the kingdom. If you teach the kingdom without first teaching fatherhood, you make, you make a church believer believe that they can have the kingdom without being a child. Jesus said it pleases the father to give you the kingdom. A father is given the kingdom, all right? The church can't give you the kingdom, a pastor can't get you the kingdom. You can only get the kingdom as a child. And so in this sonship series, we're going through the five stages. Uh, the first stage being nepios, which is an infant from zero to five years old that would be considered a preschooler. All right. Now, all these are parallel with the natural, but it's explaining your, where you are spiritually. All right. And I told everyone last week, when you come into this ministry, just be a nepios unless you have been under years of teaching and where some has been teaching you sonship. If you have not been being taught that, then start at nepios. All right. And grow your way through them. You might be there two days. It don't matter. Just start there. And so nepios is an infant. 
Uh, it's also another word in the Greek called brethos, and it's an infant, but it's a newborn baby, all right, fresh out the womb. And so there's a preschooler. I mean, you know the preschoolers don't know much. They can't help anybody with nothing. They can't teach you nothing. You got to feed them, clothe them. You got to do everything for them. That's how it is in the spirit, okay? When we first get born again, we are now learning our father's world. We are now learning that we actually have a father. We thought we just had a God. We thought we just had a Savior that died on the cross. But the Savior died on the cross so you could have a father. That's why he says he's the door. He's the door. You go through him to get to the father. The next one is Pation. Pation is the, uh, um, between the ages of 6 and 12, and that is pretty much elementary. Well, you know a little something, but not enough to run your life. Then the next one is a technon, between the ages of 13 and 19, and that is pretty much a high schooler, in which you know more than a pation, you know more than a nepios, but you're still not ready to run your own life. And like I always tell people, this is the stage in which people try to emancipate themselves from leadership, from parents. Why? Because they want their destiny. They start to see what the Father has called them to do, and they want it. And in situations like that, me as a pastor, I have to put you in position. If not, you'll want to take my mic. I've seen it. Like I said, I've been in church for over half of my life. I've seen new ministers get up, and, uh, and the upcoming ministers, I can teach better than him. I can preach better. Oh, come on now. I did it. I, I did it. Matter of fact, when I was at Lionheart, I told Otha he couldn't teach. I did. Just how it goes. And when you're, when you're young in the Lord, you, you're young. When you're young, you're young, okay? That's why I say start at Nepios because you can't advance yourself spiritually. No matter how much you say where you are, <laughs> your actions are going to always show where you really are. And this is not the type of church in which we spiritually shame people. Being a Nepios is better than being a son of the devil. All right? It's better to have a starting point and know that I have a father and I'm growing than to your father to be the father of lies. And you have no truth in you. Okay? And so the next one is uh, an Anisco. And Anisco is between the ages of 20 and 40. They have experienced the college life. Okay, they've experienced marriage. They've raised kids. Okay, but how many of you know there's still another level? All right? And then the, the uh, last stage is Weas. Uh, and that is 40 years old and plus, and you have seen an entire generation. After you have seen an entire generation, you just have a certain wisdom. Even in the natural, when you hit 40, you just start to see things totally different. Matter of fact, when you're running up on 40, it just start to, it's just some shifts that go on in your mind. All right, and matter of fact, this is where a lot of people really hit walls. Because once you hit 40, Years old, you start to realize how much ill-prepared you are for life. You start to realize that, like, you're okay, you know what, nobody poured this into me, and now I begin to seek and search. Now, that's in the natural, but in the spiritual, in the spirit, this is the father, when the father, 
fills you, you are now full of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you are the Nepios, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there. He's speaking to you. He's trying to tell you, do this, do that, do this. But how many of you know that at that age, you're all about your flesh? You're all about what you want to do at the Nepios. As you go to a pation, you get a little bit more of the Holy Spirit. That's why when, uh, um, when Jesus was baptized... The Holy Spirit descended on him, and it says he was full. He wasn't filled. He was full. Then he drove him into the wilderness. Then he fasted for 40 days. You can't fast for 40 days as a Nepios. Patty on neither. It's, it's very, it's, I mean, it's difficult. We're on the second day of a seven-day fast. Okay, let me tell you how it works. Okay, your, fr- your flesh is weak. All right. Now, there's your flesh. During the fast, your flesh is going to want to eat. All right. That's that's just natural. But what do you want to do? The flesh wants to eat. But what does your will want to do? During the seven day fast? Yes. Flesh going to rumble. You're going to hit your stomach. But I don't want to eat. Why don't I want to eat? Because there's another level. I'm focused on another level, okay? But when you're first coming up, you're not focused on another level. You're more focused on your appetite because as you grow in this thing, you are losing flesh and becoming spiritual. He doesn't give you the full measure of all of heaven and put it on your shoulders and say, okay, now don't sin ever. And that's the way it's been presented to us. Like, we got saved, and now all of a sudden, we're not supposed to have any sin in us. No, you have to grow through this thing, okay? And so, on today, we will be doing Nepio's Child Part 2. Part 2, all right? Uh, The Greek definition for Nepio's son is one who cannot speak. Now, this is all spiritual, all right? Hence, an infant, a child without, a, without definite limitations of age. It is an infant, figuratively, a simple-minded person, someone who is immature. Now, I always tell you, you can never be mature until you realize that you are immature. The more you tell yourself that you are mature, you stunt your own growth because you have nowhere to go. But the moment you tell yourself, I am immature, then you start to grow in that area. All right. When I told my when I started to see myself, I am immature as a husband. What is that? What what automatically happens is this. My soul begins to seek information to make it better. To grow. You cannot be spiritual until you realize I am carnal. If you walk around your whole life saying, I'm not carnal, I'm spiritual, you will stay carnal thinking that you are something that you are not. Then it means that you are a little child, you are childish, you are untaught, and you are unskilled. Once again, all of this is in the areas of spirituality. All of this is pertaining to the kingdom of God. All of this is pertaining to you knowing your father, to you understanding that you are a child, to you understanding his world and having a desire to do his will other than your will. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, having it, y'all know, he did not want that cup. 
He said, take this cup away from me. Because he knew that the only way he was going to get on that cross was by his will. It had nothing to do with his father at that point. It was on him. He had to make the decision. He had to go through the pain. He had to go through the crucifixion. And he said, if it's another way, let me do it that way. No, it's not another way. Okay, let your will be done, which means I'm losing my will so your will could be done. And that's how you grow. It's going to be you losing your will. You're going to think a certain way. You're going to speak a certain way. You're going to reason a certain way. And then all of a sudden, you're going to, and, and the more you practice righteousness, the more you practice righteousness, that's going to change. You're going to start to see uh, 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 switches flip on in your, in your mind, in your soul, in your appetite, in your aversions, in your heart. The people that you didn't want to forgive, it's just going to become a thing where I have to. Y'all ready? Okay. So, now, this whole thing of the five stages of sonship, it happens at the soul level. All right? It does not happen at the spirit level. It happens at the soul level. When you are born again at the spirit level, you are one with Christ. You are 100% God's child. Okay? That's why you became righteous. You have his DNA. The angels in heaven recognize that. Jesus recognized that. The Father recognized that. But you don't. And so now what we have to do through teaching, preaching, through, through practicing righteousness is marry your soul with who you are spiritually. And all of this happens at the soul level. That's why Paul said, I labor with you until Christ is formed in you. Christ is not formed in you at the spirit level. You become one with Christ once you accept that Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All of the conformity has happened at the soul level. And so we were born again. All right. Born again, meaning that first it was a natural birth. Then it was a spiritual birth. The natural birth came through your parents, through natural, uh, through natural people. The spiritual birth comes through the father. You are born of him. It is his DNA. It had nothing to do with man why you were born again. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it happens. But now, what do you do? The Bible says when you are born again, you can now see the kingdom. So now you can see the kingdom, but you can only see the kingdom if someone teaches you the kingdom. And so you can see, but you can't understand. We can see the kingdom, but we can't understand the kingdom. That's why we need to grow. Knowledge always happens first. You always get information before you, under, you can get understanding. You can never get understanding before you get the information. That makes sense? And so what we have to focus on is this, that we do have an inheritance and we need to grow up. Last week we talked about the inheritance and how you cannot get the inheritance until you grow. As long as the Bible says, as long as you stay a child, as long as you stay an infant, you are, you are, you are no different from a slave, although you own everything. And so watch this. Even in 
the father enticing us to stay away from sin, he lets us know if you practice sin, practice sin, practice sin, practice sin, what do you lose? Your inheritance. You lose the kingdom. Paul never used hell to scare anyone in the church. Find it for me. And so as we get our inheritance, this is how it looks. We get our inheritance, but at the same time, the, the, the more, if you want your inheritance, put it like this. You have to want to be, a, you, you have to want to co-labor. You can't want to get your stuff and then detach yourself away from the body to do your thing. No, the only way you can get your inheritance is that you get your inheritance so you can pour back into the family. Like I told you, what are you going to do with riches as a nepios? You're going to spend them all on you. You're going to buy a whole bunch of noun laters. You're going to buy cookies, cakes, cars, clothes. That's all you're going to buy. You're not going to give. You're not going to think about nobody else. Okay? That's why you know you need to mature. Once you have matured to a certain place where the Bible says, I give seed to the sower, <laughs> then he starts to give you seed because he knows that if he give it to me, he can get it to Chad. If he can't get it to Chad, he's going to go to somebody else. So my thing is, give it to me. I give it to him. I take the leftovers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he give you a he give you a, a, a half a million dollars. He give you a, a, a million dollars and say, give Terry half of it. You gonna sit on that and you 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 ain't gonna see another blessing to Jesus come back. It's best for you to just give. Matter of fact, this is the heart you want to have. Don't ask for nothing from the kingdom that you're not willing to give. You want 10 million? Do you have the heart to give 10 million? You want respect, honor, influence? Can you give that? So our first scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to do verses 8 through 12. And it reads, love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. Now, the Nepios child, okay, the reason why Paul is approaching them, he's talking to them this way because they have, become, they have become enamored with gifts of the spirit, but they have not grown in love. Okay, and at the Nepios level, we love gifts. That's why he said, look, uh, he said, when it comes to the gift of prophecy, that will be done away with, which means that you come in here and, and you get prophesied to and you prophesy. Right. It just took place. Right. But when you leave, that's not your life. That's going to be done away with. Now you still have to deal with life. You still have to deal with relationships. So prophecy will be done away with. It's not a continuous thing. Your life is not gifts. That's why Jesus told the disciples, don't rejoice in the fact that demons submit to you. Don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your name is recorded. 
that you are a citizen in heaven, that you are a righteousness of God, that God is your father, that you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, that's the place of rejoicing. Don't rejoice in the things that are not your life. He says, if there are tongues, they will cease. We pray in tongues. Have we know after you get done praying in tongues, you still got life. Tongues didn't make life disappear. It made you stronger spiritually, but like I said, the tongues will cease. You will stop praying in tongues eventually, and you will come back to reality. Like when Jermaine walked in here today, he's, he had the vacation vibe, and he said, well, now we're back to reality. <laughs> vacation fun, <laughs> but now it's, you, you got to stop. Vacation is not your life. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. We'll have word of wisdom. We'll have teaching. Okay, I come up here and, and, and I teach. Okay, meaning you will come up here, you will teach, you will preach. But after it's done, I still have to be a husband. This does not exempt me. Having good teachings does not make me a good husband. Having revelation does not make me a good husband. It does not make me a good father. As soon as I put this mic down, them kids don't care nothing about no anointing. You, you might be enamored and impressed. They not. <laughs> we can care less. And that's why I tell you, even with God, you have to understand he's God. That benefits you. Okay? Well, put it like this. He is God, but it only benefits you if he's your father. It does not benefit you that he's God. It benefits you in the relationship. That's why Jesus, that's all he kept saying. All right. So, says, if there is knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial is done away with. So, parts are measures, all right? Perfected means this happens in, you mature in stages. So, we know in part, meaning we know partially. And because we know partially, we prophesy partially, meaning that we hear from the Father partially. At the Nepio stage, you do not hear what Jesus heard. Because you don't hear what Jesus heard, you prophesy at the level that you can hear. That lets us know that we can grow. Imagine you prophesy in part. So that means you're going to get better. That's crazy, ain't it? It's crazy. But as we know in part, our, our knowledge as a nepios is partial. And because it's partial, we hear partial, we prophesy partial. You think you prophesy on the same level as Jesus? <laughs> we like to think it. But that's what every gift, even with teaching, we know in part. We teach in part. This is not the fullness. This, ain't, this is not it. Okay, I'm going to get better as a pastor. I'm going to get better as a teacher. Being in evangelism, all of these gifts are partial. And because they're partial, because they're only partial because your knowledge of the spiritual things are partial. But the scripture says, but when the perfect comes, the partial is done away with. So a nepio sees in part. Then a part is added, now they see like a patio. Once that part happens, 
they perfected Nepios. The Pation has perfected the Nepio stage. Just like a baby, you go from being a baby to a preteen, to a teen, to a young adult, to an adult. In every stage, you change in intellect. You change in perception. You change in observation. I was talking to a young lady one day, and she was like 20 years old, and she was hammering away at her parents. You know, when I become a parent, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I said, when you become a parent, I said, when do you think you become a parent? She said, probably when I'm about 25. I said, when you turn 25, if you still think like you're 20, it's going to be a problem. But how many of you know, the kids always think they know more than that's the definition of childish. It's going to happen in here. This is what the pastor ought to be doing. The pastor ought to be doing this, 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 and that, this, and that. Add that to your life, what you ought to be doing. <laughs> Don't add it to my life. <laughs> Amen? Okay. All right. So when we mature, the partial is done away with. So we want to go from glory to glory. We don't want to stay in the Nepios glory. We want to go from Nepios to Pation to Technon to Nanisco to Weos. First Corinthians, uh, the next scripture, 13 and 11. It says, now this is Paul talking. When I was a child, I used to speak as a child. Think like a child. Reason like a child. But when I became a man. So at the Nepios level, because this is what the word child means in this sentence. At the Nepios level, you speak like an infant in the spirit. You think like an infant in the spirit and you reason like an infant in the spirit. That's why the Bible tells you that it's, a, it's safety in a multitude of counsel. That's why he gave you the fivefold ministry. He gave you people who think on a higher level spiritually than you. They might not think on a higher spiritually natural. They might not be as intellectual as you. But spiritual things are totally different from earthly things. Now, how many of you know when we are at the Nepios level, most of our thinking don't even line up with Scripture? Most of our reasons don't line up with scripture. We know, and, and the reason why is this, because we know what our flesh wants. Our soul has been entertaining our flesh for so long that it's used to responding to the flesh. So that's why he says, when I was, I did this. But when I became, and that's the whole process of what we're doing. You are in a position, you are in a place, but what we're trying to do is make you become. Now, how are we going to do that? He says, when I became a man, I, 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 I did away with childish things. I did away with childish things. I looked at myself and said, I'm childish. You have to intentionally you have to intentionally 
do away with childish things. You have to make it a point in your life to do away with childish things. It is not the ministry's job to make you do away with childish things. And matter of fact, if that did happen, it would just be kickback. It would be war in the church. So you have to allow, watch this, you have to allow your life to be examined. That's why I told you, when, it, when you were a baby, you didn't know you were a child. You had no idea you was an infant. You didn't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm one. <laughs> I'm two. Somebody had to tell you that. That's why I told you, the only way you're going to know that you are immature is either, or that you are a baby in the spirit, is you're going to have to ask somebody. Somebody has to take a picture of you doing something that's immature, and then you know. I'm going to point it out, though. Here we go. How many of y'all know it's okay? All right. Because there's no spiritual shaming in this. You have to grow from somewhere, and you're not going to grow from a wee ass. I felt a fighting spirit. A little he-man spirit. <laughs> <laughs> verse 12 says for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face how many of you know we're learning the kingdom of God we don't entirely see the kingdom of God when this scripture was, was written and it says we see in a mirror dimly they didn't have mirrors like we have they were basically looking at Still, you know how when you look at still, you can see your reflection, but you really can't see it. You can see yourself, but you can't see it in full. That's how it is in the spirit realm. You can look in a, in a, in a mirror and you can see your face, but when you look in that mirror, you don't see who you are spiritually. The only mirror that helps you to see who you are spiritually is the word. It's the teaching and the preaching. The word is your mirror. That's why the Bible says that... You look at the word like you're looking at a mirror, but the younger you are, when you walk away from it, you forget who you were. You say you're a weas, you walk away, you get in an argument, and you prove to yourself you're really not there. So for now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I've also have been fully known. The father, only one know who, you, uh, who you're going to be is the father. And them prophets, when he give them to them. <laughs> they said, they tell your whole catalog. You're going to record 10 albums in three years, and then you're going to buy a car, and then you're going to move to Argentina. I'd be like, Lord, is all I get is revelation? No. All right. Now, you hear in part. Hmm. Okay. You hear in part because now you belong to the Father. All right. Part of you is still flesh. You know who you are in the flesh, but you don't know who you are in the spirit. First Peter two and one 
says, therefore, okay, therefore, read yourselves. Pay attention. You have to, you have to read scripture, okay? You have to read scripture and study scripture because a lot of times we, when, we, when we read the scripture, we zoom past the most important words. When Paul said, when I was a child, he said, I became a man when I put away childish things. We read past the I. Just like in this scripture, it says, therefore, read yourselves. You have to give special attention to your soul. Read yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Verse 2, like newborn infants, desire the pure milk of the word so that you may grow in your salvation. What is going on? That you may grow in your salvation. So, he's letting us know that infant behavior looks like this. Malice. Deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. He said, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. This is Nepio's behavior. This is what is going on in your soul. Like I told you, the way in which I teach, I teach so you can address your soul. You can address where you are. You don't have to worry about your neighbor. Unless you're married to him. <laughs> Ain't that right, Dr. Hyde? <laughs> what that mean? That's a different type of amen. When you're married, you know him. <laughs> Got the little hums. Mm-hmm. That's a different one. So he says to rid yourself of these things, but then he says, like newborn infants, like a newborn infant, desire the pure milk of the word. How many of y'all know this is this word infants right here is the word breathos. It is talking about a newborn, a baby that is fresh out the womb. How many of you know a baby fresh out the womb, you put that nipple by their mouth, they almost lose. <laughs> they almost lose it. Okay? But it's instinctual. It's instinctual. They almost lose to trying to get to that milk. It's instinctual, but at the same time, they don't even know that the nutrients. It's going to help develop their mind. It's going to help develop their entire body. They just want it. That's how you have to be for the word. You have to just want to desire it. That's why I told you, I accidentally grew. I was just hungry for the word. I would go to church six days a week. On the way to church, I would listen to the Bible. On the way home, I would listen to another preacher. Then when I get home, if I was playing video games, I would, I would put the, uh, uh, the Bible on. I would take trips from Louisiana to Chicago 15 hours and just listen to nothing but messages all 15 hours. Did not know what I was doing. Watch this. I was desiring the pure milk of the word. 
So he said, desire it. You have to want it. Desire it. Once again, that's you. <laughs> it's not me making you want it. So you desire the pure milk of the word. Why? So that you may grow up into salvation. All right. Now, milk is basic instructions in Christ that regenerate your soul. Just basic instructions. Just basic nutrients for your body. That's why it has to be taught in love. At the nepio stage, you don't rebuke somebody every time they do something wrong. It has to be taught in love. You have to be pacified with grace. And how many of you know most, I can't say that, some churches hate grace. They don't want you to have grace. But grace is there so you can grow up. If there was no grace, the moment you sin, you would be condemned. That's why there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. When you're walking in the flesh, you condemn yourself. But as long as you are practicing spiritual things and you are trying to grow, there is no need for condemnation. The condemnation only comes when you quit. <laughs> when you give in to the flesh, that's the only way you can be condemned. I feel another fighting spirit. Where is this coming from? <laughs> And so he wants us to grow up into. He wants us to grow up into. In other words, he wants us to grow up so we can receive. I want to give you this stuff. The answers of the Lord is yes and amen. When you're not ready, it's amen. You ever hear that in the spirit? You already know, okay, I need to grow. He said it's yes and amen. So when I can't tell you yes, you may just get a amen. All the angels <laughs> said it one time. They've been watching you. <laughs> All right. And so salvation is living from your inheritance. Salvation is living from your inheritance. It is the amenities of the kingdom. Why would your father give you a kingdom if he didn't want you to partake in the blessings of it? All right, next scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we're going to do verses 1 through 6 for all of my note takers. This is Paul again. Now, Paul said, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to nepios, infants in Christ. So Paul said, I came to the Corinthians church. I sat in the back. I kind of looked around. And after observing everything, I made a decision. I can't give y'all meat. 
I can't address you like you a spiritual man. I have to address you like you are a man of flesh. So you are either a spiritual man or you are a man of flesh. You are either spiritual or you are carnal. But watch this. You, only, you can only address yourself according to which one is more prominent. You are either a spiritual man or you are a man of flesh, but you can only be addressed by which one is more prominent, which one rules your life. You know. You know which one rules your life more. You know who you respond to. All right. So he says. He says, I could not respond to you as spiritual men, but to men, as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. Now, you have to address infants like infants, and you have to address spiritual men as spiritual men. So, which means it is my, my uh, uh, job as the pastor to assess the congregation and see what needs to be taught. I can't come in here and give you milk, I mean meat, and you're not ready for it. Because I can give you all the spiritual truth. I can teach you the deepest things, but you won't be able to digest it. I can teach you that there's eight levels to heaven, but what good would that do to you in the situation you are in now? I can teach you about the demonic, but it's only going to scare you because you don't have your life yet. I have a gift of teaching. I can teach anything. You better learn your gift. You better learn your gift because your gift has benefits outside of the church. If you are a prophet, you are excellent at uh, interior decorating. You can walk in a room and you just see. I'm just being honest. If you start to oh, laugh at me, want to start the business, I want 15%. <laughs> My wife does it well. She walks in the room, this is what I want. And, and I'm, I'm just going to sit over there because I don't see it. <laughs> she put together a whole living room, whole bedroom. Watch this. She see it, and then she go online and get it from like 20 different stores. That is a gift. You better use it. But being a teacher, I can teach anything. If you give me a book and I read it, I can go and teach it. Anything. Forgot where I was. What were we talking about? No, just So you have to address infants as infants and spiritual men as spiritual men. All right? One thing I cannot stand is for folks who are not married to give advice to people who are married. You ever want to punch somebody like that? You don't even want to go like this. I can't stand people who have no kids trying to tell people, if they ain't running around your house, you don't understand. <laughs> when, we, when, we, uh, when we bought our house, uh, uh, one of my friends gave me the best advice. He set me free. And because you just bought a brand new house, you know, you like, hey, don't, don't hey, don't. He said, brother, your house ain't going to be sexy until your kids move out. I was like, 
I just helped you. I just helped somebody. <laughs> it's, your house is not going to look how you want it to look until them kids grow up. Because they're going to walk around, they're going to break everything. Same thing in the church. Bill Johnson said it best. He said, your church is going to be a bunch of preschoolers or it's going to be an old folks home. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so, after Paul looked at the church and said, you guys are nothing but a bunch of infants, he made a decision. He said, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. So when it came to the teaching, the preaching, and the curriculum, it was milk. This is milk. For some, it may seem deep because you haven't heard it. But this is milk. If you read, I'm going to do a whole series. and probably going to last a whole year. But I'm going to go through the book of Romans. Every book that Paul wrote, I'm going to go through it and show you how he raised them. If you read them books, it's just him developing them spiritually. Every conversation is about him growing them up. Every conversation. So he said, I could not give you milk to drink. He said, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. You were not able to receive it. You could not digest the deep truth. It don't matter how deep the teaching is, it's your spiritual level. It don't matter how deep the teaching is. You will hear it, but it will never become a part of your life because you cannot digest that. It's like taking a preschooler and asking them to write a dissertation. They just learning ABCs. They messing the song up. <laughs> A, B, Z, D, O, F, G, what? And me coming to them, telling them, write this dissertation for me. Help me with this dissertation. No, you got to go through A, B, C's, then sentences. After sentences, then now we can get into a paragraph. After a paragraph, maybe we can ask you to do a paper. Same thing with math. You don't just ask a person to do calculus. No, you cannot expect an infant to do calculus. You got to start with one, two, three, four, five, and then you know where they get to 10. One, zero. <laughs> Stop playing. Y'all like calculus. But that's how it is, and that's also why community is important. How many know the first kid is always the most difficult one to teach something to? The first kid is an experiment. Sorry, Javon. <laughs> He was an experiment. We used to ask him, what's, what's your name, Blue? <laughs> he used to make me so mad. Come, come, come get this boy. <laughs> but Alana and Akira, just by being around him, they picked it up like that. That's why community is important. What you know, once the next group of people come in, it'll be easy for them to digest it. It'll be easier for them to learn it. What just happened? Say again. Oh, yeah, y'all experiments. 
Y'all experiment. If this works, I'm going to call myself an apostle. <laughs> if it don't, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to be a minister. <laughs> but that's what Paul said. You are the seal of my apostleship. If it works on you, then I know, okay, the, the call is legit. <laughs> so he said, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now, you are not able. Now, milk is basic instructions in Christ. Basic instructions. Watch this. Walk by faith, not by sight. Why people still call you telling you what they see? <laughs> Am I not lying? Walk by faith, not by sight. I feel like. Walk by faith, not by sight. <laughs> I think. Walk by faith, not by sight. Basic. We just keep saying the same scripture. Well, this is what's going on. Faith. <laughs> That's why I tell you, you come to me, I'm, walk by faith, not by sight. You're not going to call me. You're going to think in your head before you call me. I already know what he's going to say. I told you, you call me, I'm going to ask you, have you been practicing righteousness? Okay, well, that's the problem. I can't do anything for you. There's no words I can give you to help you if you have not been praying, giving, fasting, coming to church. And what? I got one more. I left one out. I said coming to church. Giving. I did. Whatever. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> Y'all got me messed up. But there's nothing I can do for you. Period. I mean, I can say a couple words, but it's not going to really do nothing for you. It's going to make you feel better. Moments to push you in the right direction. Have you been practicing righteousness? Have you been praying? Have you been praying in tongues? It's okay. We're here to grow up, right? Give. That's a basic instruction, but we struggle with it because we still have a fleshly mindset, and it's okay. This is how you know you grow. You're growing. You used to have an issue with giving because you're wondering, okay, if I get this, what's going to happen for the next two weeks? And then one day, it didn't matter to you because you, you, you did it, you've seen the results come back, and now all of a sudden, you don't even think about it. You need milk because, watch this, you continue to try to fix your life issues in the flesh. Correction of the nepios behavior is needed, watch this, because they consistently whine over their needs. That's what babies do. Ain't that what you're supposed to do? Baby's not thinking about everybody. You come to bring them something to eat. Did everybody else eat first? <laughs> Kids don't ask that question. <laughs> when we was in the military, when I was in, when I was in the, we, <laughs> when, when I was in the military uh, in basic training, 
they uh, chose some of us to be leaders of the platoon, all right? And it was just, you know, basic training. But one of the things that we had to do was we had to march all the men from the barracks to the chow hall. And then I could not eat until everybody was eight and was back in formation. You got to be a leader or you got a lot of stuff going through your head. That's why God can't. Many are called if you are chosen. You see it now? Many are called, but you can't get chosen as a Nepios. You can't get chosen as a Pation. Many are called, but who's going to continually practice righteousness? The more you practice righteousness, you move to a level. You move to a level. The less you, watch this, the less you practice righteousness, you stay stuck, stagnant. Anything that does not move accumulates dirt. The Nepios is not yet community focused. They're not thinking about the community. They're thinking about themselves. And it's supposed to be like that. <laughs> okay. Nepios is led by the flesh, not the spirit. I'm going to say it again. That's expected. You have to grow, watch this, from your story. You have to grow from your story. When a father looks at you, he's looking at you according to what you've been through when he raised you. He's not looking at according to what other people's been through. That's why some people will get stuff sooner. I'm not surprised. They name right there. I want to put they on, I don't want to do that. But I'm not surprised. Because the thing is, both of them come from two-parent households. You don't have to fight through her needing him to be a father and, and, him, and him needing her to be a mother. It's less development. That's why it's important that you raise your children right in community. The best thing your children can do is grow up in this environment. That's why every man needs to be loved by a woman that he's not having sex with. Every woman needs to be loved by a man who they're not having sex with. If the only man that ever loves you has sex with you, you missed out on fatherhood. If the only woman that, come on, you missed out on motherhood. That's why typically the church is filled with women. Because they want to hear somebody saying what their heavenly father is saying. How many of y'all women knew y'all soul is addicted to hearing your heavenly father? I just gave it to you, men. <laughs> I just gave it to you, men. I just gave you the nugget. Their soul cannot turn away from hearing the heavenly father. All we got to do is talk like the heavenly father. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Dr. Hardy ran out of here. Oh, okay. That's it. 
A man is addicted to a woman responding like she has a father. Oh, Jesus. It's addicted. Most issues in marriage is going to come from when a woman is not acting like she has a father. (laughs) And she's going to tell that man, (laughs) am I lying? Come on, y'all. Y'all better stop. It's the truth. And the same thing. If a man has never had a mother raise him, he treats her like she's nothing because he doesn't understand how to treat a woman because you're supposed to learn at that stage. The first woman you're supposed to love, respect, and honor was supposed to be your mother. The first man you're supposed to love, respect, and honor was supposed to be your father. When you move that out the equation and you get married, it becomes a mess. Every time me and my wife doing a marriage counseling, I started off with that. The reason why we're good at doing marriage counseling is because we had to do it for ourselves. We looked at one another and and I said, I act just like Jesse. That's my father. And she acts just like Mary, her mother. And that from there, we had to grow. We both realized I came from a broken home. She came from a home where she didn't have a father. My wife was 18 when I met her. She was 30 when she met her father. Knew her father for three months and he died. That didn't have nothing to do with this. That's the marriage series. Verse 3. He said, verse 3, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? Now, that's crazy. When Paul says, okay, your behavior has you walking like a human. Like a mere man. You're expected to be a God. But he says, watch this. For you are still fleshly. How do I know? Jealousy and strife is among you. And it's not always going on where it's visible. Most of the time it's going on here in your soul. And the reason why it's happening because you're a nepios and you have a low, watch this, you have a low spirit, you have low spiritual intelligence. Meaning, you don't know that jealousy and strife brings about every evil spirit. You don't know that. So you don't, you don't try to put it away. But the more you learn, you know, you won't even enter in certain conversations, certain arguments. Because you know what it's about to produce. So, Paul is letting us know that as long as there's jealousy and strife amongst us in our heart, he's letting us know that it relegates us to mere men. What this means is that it diminishes your, immor- your immortality. You're supposed to be a God, and it's like you relinquish the ability to be a God to show your flesh. All right. Y'all say, get off this flesh stuff. 
But what's happening is this, watch. When you, at the Nepio stage, the flesh rules the soul. It rules the soul. The flesh tells you what to eat, drink. The flesh tells you when to get up. It tells you when to pray. That's why I told you, you want a second day of a fast. Do I get hungry? Yes. But my flesh does not control my appetite. So I'm going to go all the way through these seven days. I'm not going to eat. That's my will. Now, the flesh rules the soul. Here's the proof. 1 Corinthians 3 and 4. For one says, I am of Paul. And another, I am of Apollos. Are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants to whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each. I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. Now, this is the same formula that we've been talking about, guardians and managers, five-fold ministry. Okay? The nepios has to be planted and watered. Planted means it has to be indoctrinated with foundational truths. You have to be indoctrinated with foundational truths. If you don't have a foundation, you have nothing to build on. So that's what it means to plant. So the nebios has to be planted, then it has to be watered. Means after it's planted and instilled with basic truths, now it has to be preached to, it has to be taught to, and it has to be loved in community. This is where the nepios stage is where most Christians lead the church. I was telling somebody the other day. Most people who say that they are atheists just don't want to believe in religion. They don't want to just believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, and if I don't believe that, I'm going to hell. The Bible doesn't even say that. That's not, this, that's not what the Bible is trying to teach us. The Bible is teaching us that Jesus Christ died on the cross so the Father could have children. When you leave that out there, you leave out the whole life. They don't want that. They don't want to come and hear you talk about their sin. So they say, I would rather be an atheist because I don't believe in your God. One plants, one waters, but the Father gives, does the growing up. Amen? All right. Last set of scriptures. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. Y'all learning anything? All right. Verse 11. We have a great deal to say about this. And it is difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand, meaning you don't study, okay, meaning that your ears are more in tune to your flesh than they are to spiritual things, all right? In other versions, it says that your ears, your hearing is dull, which means that we tell you to practice righteousness, but you only hear what your flesh say. We tell you to fast, but you only hear what your flesh say. We correct you, but then you only hear what your flesh say. 
You're too lazy to understand. You're too lazy to abandon the flesh and come into the spiritual life. Verse 12, although by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation again. You need milk and not solid food. Now, look at this. He's saying, when you ought to be teachers, you still need someone to teach you. Now, you have to understand what was going on in the Hebrew, in the book of Hebrews, all right? Now, you have the Hebrews, then you have the Jewish community. The Jewish community was telling the, the Hebrews that if you don't come out of this, out of Hebron, out of the he, Hebrew community or the Christian community and come back into the Jewish community, you won't be able to hear from God. And someone were doing it. And so he told them, we, we poured all this doctrine into you. And you're still acting like this? You should be teaching. But you still need to be taught. Milk. Walk by faith, not by sight. Say, <laughs> so you still need to be taught. See, if, if, when you read the Bible, watch this. You have Paul addressing the Gentiles, but you have Peter addressing the Jews. And if you read the difference between Paul's writing to the Gentiles and Peter's writing or James writing to the Jews, you will see that the uh, writing to the Jews was a lot more harsh. Because why? They knew God. They were, they were expected to have had this thing together. He didn't come to the Gentiles and tell them, y'all ought to be teaching. He came to the Hebrews and told them, by this time, y'all ought to be teaching. Talking about some Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. If you know that much, if you know Moses and you already know the law, then you should be teaching. See, it won't be hard for those who have been in church, who have been hearing the Bible to pick up on this stuff because you've been hearing scriptures. It just connects. All right. The hard part is going to be is you losing the religious side of it. But for people who have never seen the Bible, they got to come in here and they have to learn it from start to finish. That's the Gentiles. Verse 13. Now, everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he is an infant. Anepios. The reason why we have to keep giving milk to the Nepios because they are inexperienced about the message about righteousness. How many of y'all listen to the messages about righteousness on the website? Okay, you have to understand righteousness, that the first level of righteousness is the Father making you righteous. That's the first level. If you don't understand that, you will live your entire life trying to be right before him. The next level is to find your purpose and to practice following him on the path of righteousness. So you understand your righteousness. Now you understand that you're righteous and he's made you right. Now you can pursue your destiny. Then the next step is practicing righteousness. Because if you're going to stay on the path of righteousness, it's going to take praying, fasting, studying the word, giving, and community in order for you to go to the next level. Amen.
So he's saying, he's letting you know that those who live on milk is inexperienced at this. Verse 14, but solid food is for who? The mature. How do we know if you're mature? Oh, right here. For those whose senses have been trained. How, how did they get trained? Community. <laughs> you came to church. <laughs> how did they get trained? Prayer call. How did they get trained? Given. How many of y'all been given and seen increase? So now it's not hard to do it. You've been trained to understand that keeping your money in your pocket is evil on your behalf. <laughs> if you don't plant no seeds, your bank account don't grow. Who tired of evil? <laughs> the gifts of the spirit. Studying the word. Because you have been doing these things, your senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. You know what the Father wants, and you know what he doesn't want. So you are more mature than the nepios. Verse 1, Hebrews 6, chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, let us leave. Let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity. Not laying again a foundation. So once we have established a foundation, we shouldn't have to keep laying it. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works. That's why I never believe in people coming to church every Sunday and getting delivered. I almost fell out. I don't believe you. It's something going wrong if you need to get delivered every Sunday. <laughs> okay. But we start to think that's what a good service is. At the end of services, everybody on here crying like they're going to die. That's a good service. No, that's not true. That means that the word is not taking root. And it's probably because you're teaching infants meat. Yeah, they keep need to get delivered. <laughs> they need milk. If you deliver some milk, they don't. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works. Faith in God. We shouldn't have to keep talking about that. Have faith. Walk by faith. <laughs> Not by sight. But you don't see what I see. You right. <laughs> I don't see what you see. I see in the spirit. <laughs> you see the situation. Teachings about Ritual washings, ceremonies, laying on of hands. That's why I told you I'm not going to make a big deal about uh, communion. I'm not. That helps you in no way. 
It helps you in no way. If we, do com- we can do communion every Sunday, that's not going to help you in your relationship, I promise you. It's not going to help you in your finances. We'll do it, but we're not going to make this like this is some extraordinary thing. We're not going to turn it into a religious episode. Like, if we don't do this, the Father's just going to, no. Like, he's just going to abandon us because we didn't do the bread and wine. And, all right. I feel another fighting spirit. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. We're not going to constantly come up, show up every Sunday, and we keep telling you, talking about what's going to happen after you die. That's not sonship. Sonship is about raising you in earth. Forget what happened after you die. It's only going to be determined on how you grew up. If you grow up to a weas, what do you get when you die? In the conversation. We just get you to a weas. All right. Feel another fighting spirit. All right, this last, give me this last slide. You have an immature position, and then you have a mature position. All right, and this is all based on Hebrews chapter 5, verses, uh, uh, what is that, 11 through 14, and uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. So, at the immature immature position, we start off as a babe, but we're trying to get where? To a full age. The immature person needs milk. The mature person can handle what? Solid food. The immature person is a student and needs to be taught. The mature person is a teacher. That's why I tell you, most of your studying is going to be for you until you mature. All right, another fighting spirit, all right? The immature person needs the elementary principles. The mature person has went on to perfection. They keep graduating, level after level, level after level. The immature person is inexperienced and unskilled in the word, while the mature person practice the word habitually. It becomes their life. That's why the Bible said the word became flesh. That's what we're trying to do here. The word has to become flesh. Meaning that your soul has to get engulfed with the word, agreeing with your spirit, and then the flesh has no choice but to follow suit. But how are we going to get here? Practicing righteousness. Amen? Practicing righteousness. The more you practice righteousness, you move stage to stage. If you've been here for four or five years and you still want milk, need milk, we know what you have not been doing. You can grow as fast as you want to. But that's why I tell you, you're going to have to take a season out of your life and turn everything off because you can't be studying the world and studying the word at the same time. All right? You can't be listening to Tupac and then put on some Bill Johnson and act like that Tupac didn't affect your soul. 
I'm just being honest with you. The best thing I did, like I said, was in 2003, I gave up all music. I'm not telling you to do nothing. It's, it's your inheritance. <laughs> I gave up all music. The best thing I could have done, especially if you got a problem cussing. Oh. Especially if you have a, a if you have an issue with profanity, hold on, Christians cuss all the time, especially when they get mad. That's, that, see, we, we've been taught that if you curse, you're not a Christian. That's a lie. Christians smoke crack, they do all of that, okay? It's just they get stuck at the Nepio stage. They're responding to their flesh. And what we do is we look at the people who are, watch this, more disciplined. Disciplined people are not spiritual people. Mild-mannered people are not spiritual people. mild matter does not make you humble. Might make you a chump. You probably was a punk in the flesh. Now you just ain't saying, okay. I'm saying, if you was a beast, if you was fighting in the natural, you're going to be a fighter in the spirit. <laughs> if you were no punk, in the flesh, you're not going to be a punk in the spirit. That's why he rolled with Peter. <laughs> That's why he rolled with the, thun, the, sunders, uh, uh, with the sons of thunder. One person stepped out of line. You want to rain fire on them? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know what spiritual. <laughs> Peter cut a man's ear off quick. Then he asked Jesus, what should I do? Nope. <laughs> Just cut it. Just cut the man ear off. Jesus, Peter, look. <laughs> you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus, pick the man ear up, put it back on. It's cool. Like he said, be yourself. Be you. I don't care, apostle, pastor, whatever. Come talking crazy. God did not, God did not, all right. God did not. Raised me in Chicago. I did not grow up in Chicago to act like I'm from a little town outside of Boston. No. He raised me in Chicago for a reason. Because he know when he said go, anything that was in my way getting destroyed. <laughs> he knew it. Once he told me to do something, I didn't care what man said. He knew it. I can call him. But at first... I had to send him through Chicago. When I left Chicago and, and, and moved out in Champaign, before he gave me this mic, you know he had to send me to the military. <laughs> he had to send me to the military. He sent me to the military before he gave me a, a, a church to go to. Because he knew, like, as soon as they get to talking crazy, what's going to happen. I was in the military. Once I got out the military, I... I I began to see myself while I was in the military. I act a plum fool. I was telling sergeants, talk to me like that, I take that rank off your chest. I was telling lieutenants, you won't say that to me without that uniform on. I was just letting them know, you would not talk to me like that if you see me in the streets. 
I was letting them know. That's just how I was. And then it was like they came right out of high school. So they were like 21 years old. I was 24 years old when I joined the military. They're like 21 years old telling me, shut up. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Boy, I don't know this language. I'm learning the military. <laughs> And, 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 and the father blessed me. I'm about to close. The father blessed me. Our platoon sergeant became one of my close friends. He saved my book countless amount of times. But then he went to the sergeant and told him, like, look, y'all can't talk to Hardy like that. He told him, you can't talk to him like that. He's not from where you are. God didn't raise you to be no point. You was a fighter. In the, look. Boy. <laughs> All right. So, we have to move on from the Nepio stage of not knowing the Father to knowing the Father. We have to go on to perfection to the full stature which belongs to Christ. Amen? We have to go on to the full measure. So, next up, Pation. That's the next level we're going to learn is Pation. But we know this level. Listen to these messages. That's why I keep telling you that podcast is your best friend. I know you don't listen to that podcast. Okay, get drunk off the podcast. Jesus. I'm serious. Feed your soul. Turn everything. Nothing else matters. Watch this. With any, given, any information that is given to you, Think like this. If I die today, is this relevant? If I got coronavirus and I was in the hospital, would this be relevant? Atlanta housewives, you, how relevant is that to who you trying to become? Matter of fact, most of them shows going to turn you back to an epios. Amen.